Welcome to the Coach's Plan podcast, Plan to Coach with Coach New Brunswick, a podcast for coaches by coaches brought to you in part by the National Coaching Certification Program and the Coaches Associations of Canada. Welcome. I'm Ashley Milani, your host, Manager of Coaching Education with Coach New Brunswick. I'm Colin Daigle. I'm the Special Events Coordinator at Coach NB, and we are very happy to be here today. Yes, we are. And we have a uh, bit of a serious topic to talk about today, something that is near and dear to a lot of our hearts. Yes and is definitely becoming uh, more prevalent in the media. Um, we're going to talk today about the responsible coaching movement, what it is, how you guys can get involved, how your club can take the pledge, um, and really why it's needed. I hope I don't have to explain too much of why it's important that we adopt some responsible coaching um, behaviors and policies, but we're going we're gonna to have that conversation today. So let's talk a little bit about what the responsible coaching movement is. Um, the RCM is uh, a movement put out by the Coaches Association of Canada. comes to you in three parts um, and uh, three really easy steps that every club, provincial sport organization, national sport organization, or even just you as an individual coach can adopt um, in your daily practice. So basically, it's, it's three things. First and most important thing being uh, the rule of two, which essentially boils down to no athlete should be left in a room alone with a coach yeah like that's that's something that's pretty simple to understand that we mm -hmm. should be seeing everywhere not even not just in sports like should be happening in schools and like any anytime there's someone that's uh in a position of power a position yeah, of power exactly. there should be more than at least one witness to know exactly what's going on right and it's one of those things that um if if you're ever alone in a in a room with an athlete, or if you as an athlete are a room and alone with a coach, um, it is it just puts everyone in a situation. Especially if there's a, like a like a tough conversation you're having with an athlete about maybe they're not performing and you're and you're cutting them from the team, or um, maybe they're having a, a hard time and they're coming to you with a problem. Uh, it's still really worth both of your safety to involve a third party. Yeah, absolutely. And this. Um, the gold standard put out by the Coaches Association of Canada is to have another certified coach in the room with you. Mm. Um, the tough thing about that, obviously, everyone recognizes that you might not always be in a situation where you have another coach, yeah. especially another certified coach yeah. with you. So uh, it's about be doing what's feasible for your for your um, for your situation. Yeah, for so sure. Like maybe, if you can get another coach, yeah, that would be perfect. But that would be ideal. If not, just another witness, at least an adult. If you're talking to someone that's minor. Yeah, get a parent, get yeah, another volunteer, yeah, yeah. someone in that room with you, um, and ideally, don't have those conversations in a closed room. Yeah. If you have a coach's office, keep the door open. If you are um, in a in a locker room having that conversation, that's definitely one where a parent needs to be there yeah. or um really I, I would and this is and this is the tough thing for me because I don't come from a sport where mm -hmm. there are locker rooms like in swimming the coaches don't go into the change rooms yeah, yeah, yeah. rowing the clubhouse it has its own little change room, but the coaches don't go in there either um I my recommendation would always to be have serious conversations away from those vulnerable places. Yeah. Don't make it look sketchy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Don't don't, be, don't make it look sketchy. Don't make it look weird if it's not going to be weird and don't make it weird. I think that's exactly how to put it. Um, with our uh, with our novice rowing program that we started in the spring um, on our code of conduct, it was basically don't be weird. Yeah. Don't be yeah, dangerous yeah. and don't be weird. Yeah, well, that's pretty, it's, it's the easy way to follow it, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, I think everyone understands for the most part what you mean by that. Um, 
the uh, the second part of the responsible coaching movement is uh, ethics training for coaches, parents, sport administrators. Uh, so there's two really highly recommended um, training courses that you can take uh, through either the National Coaching Certification Program or through a group called Respect Inc. Um, through the NCCP, there's Make Ethical Decisions, which is a about a three-hour course uh, that happens either in an online workshop um, led by a facilitator or an in-person workshop led by a facilitator. And you cover off a really concise uh, six-step process to deciding what what needs to happen from this kind of sketchy situation okay, that I'm yeah. in. So making an ethical decision. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of go through and decide, is this a legal thing? Is this an ethical thing? Yeah. I really think that course is something everyone should have because, like, just talking about it, I see the need for it. Like, a new coach, someone that's never coached before, how is he going to know what he has to do, right? Right. And that course is exactly what he needs to be able to either make the next step or mm -hmm. just to know that, no, it's okay, everything's fine, you don't need to absolutely do something and intervene right and not even just a new coach like i mean the old coaches as no, well no, ab yeah, someone absolutely. who's been in the system for 20 yeah. years i feel like it's always good to have a refresher on like really how should i handle this yeah, like yeah, it's sure. if you have an athlete who's um if you suspect an underage athlete of drinking or on a, on a way trip or if you um you're having some sort of behavior issues with your with your group that kind of borders on an unethical space mm -hmm. um I think it's always really good to have like a concise, uh, like step-by-step -step plan, guideline, a guideline yeah, yeah. to follow through. That way it's not, um, when you're making decisions on how to, how to deal with this behavior, it's not, oh, just like a, a punishment or, um, or an action that's going to come out of the top of your head. It's going to be like a, a followed process. Uh, the athletes are going to understand how you came to the decision. The parents are going to understand. It's, it's just important to be concise that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, personally, I just think that's, very important and it could be helpful for anyone in any situation yeah exactly yeah. um the other the other training that you can take is uh is respect in sport um the respect inc was a uh, respect group i should say is um uh, a group that started out of winnipeg again go winnipeg <laughs> um leaders in sport uh it was started by sheldon kennedy who was a, an old nhl player sorry sorry sheldon i shouldn't say old nhl player <laughs> ex nhl player my bad. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, who um, who came out against his coach, uh, um, Graham James, um, and as well as many of his other teammates did. So Sheldon started the Respect Group Inc. Uh, as a way to help, sorry, as, as a way to empower people to recognize and prevent abuse, bullying, harassment through uh, interactive online training. So that's really the, the respect group's mission. Yeah. Um, I know it's really, I know that the respect in sport training is really popular in Winnipeg and Manitoba in general. Um, I, for example, if you are a hockey parent uh, signing your kid up for hockey in Manitoba, you as a parent need to take the respect in wow. sport training before you're allowed to sit uh, in the stands wow. and watch a game. I love that. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. That to me would solve so many dumb issues yeah. that are happening behind the bench and and not that one little certification not to say that this certification is little but not that like one course is going to completely change a person's yeah, behavior. Yeah, no, no, it won't prevent everything, right? No. But like if it, it at least it makes the parent like 
it, it makes the parent more aware of what's going yeah. on. It makes the other parents aware of what a normal behavior in a stand yeah, should yeah. look like. And, and um, if they do lash out or do what they're not supposed to do, they're accountable for it. Because exactly, they got the training say. and they got yeah. they know how they should be right. acting. Yeah, totally. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I've taken that training myself. It's awesome. I really recommend it to anyone. Um, and then the third, uh, the third part of the uh, responsible coaching movement is uh, a more rigorous background checking and uh, and um, examination process. Yeah, so which I feel is pretty important. Really important. And the, the interesting thing, so um, I've had a few different coaching jobs, professional coaching jobs throughout my career uh, and many volunteer jobs. And it still astounds me how easy it is yeah. for a coach to get into sport yeah. um, and how little background checking there is. So... Um, which is quickly changing to yeah. it should because yep. it's kind of scary how easily you can become a coach like yep. you see like a random 30 year old man that just starts coaching like six year olds and you yep. know you don't know anything about that guy yeah exactly we, we can't assume he's a bad person but we, the 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 checks should be the checks need to be in place yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want if you uh, as a sport organizer or as a head coach want to be running a, uh, a well-respected team um your parents are going to want to know that you've done your due diligence yeah. and, and really you know who you're working with and that you know that you're working with good people who are going to leave good um, good impressions on your on the athletes and the kids for years to come, right? Yeah, to me, that's just, that's just common sense. It is totally, it's, it's totally should, common sense, but it it's not done, a practice yeah. that's done as often as it needs to be. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the tough thing and the scary thing is, is often it's, sometimes it's hard to track previous incidences mm -hmm. throughout throughout sport and especially throughout the world. Um, especially now that it's more common that coaches come from overseas or that our coaches move overseas. Yeah. How can we make Verify sure that, that yeah. the people coming over into work to our programs or that someone who's leaving our program, that they, uh, that that story is going with them, right? Yeah. They can't be, they can't just disappear into the mist. Like people need to know what's gone on. Um, and, uh, and hold people accountable for their behavior yeah for sure so anyway so that's those are the three steps rule of two uh, ethics training and the more rigorous background checks now as an organization um i would say the biggest one for people to adopt is uh now as an organization i would say one of the most important things for people to to look into is is really how can you write this into your policies of your of your team either is into your mission statement into your, your bylaws however however you need to get it done um the rule of two sometimes as we were saying can be a tricky one just because you might not always have a second uh, yeah, another, a, a, adult another or, yeah. uh, certified coach yeah, but yeah. um it really is a matter of putting your time or putting your money where your mouth is and and saying okay if we're really committing to creating a safer space for for kids our kids in sport yeah, if if you're gonna do it, do it right. Then yeah, you have yeah. to do it right, yeah. and you have. I would say, make a call out to your parent volunteers and say, "Hey, this is something that we are committing to as an organization. We need some people to step up and be a second person at these practices, yeah. just no, as a, sure. just as a witness, and just, like, or just as a as a as a buddy there." I feel like all three of them are very reasonable thing to ask. Totally. Right? Like, totally. It's the safety of your kids. It's the safety of your athletes. Yep. It should be done, and it's it's reasonable, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why someone wouldn't want to go through 
those processes like it's yeah. something so important to me well and i'm sure it is to you too oh, yeah of course i think and i don't think that anyone listening here is going to disagree with us when we say <laughs> the safety of our, the kids yeah. is important yeah, I uh i think some people might come back with well it, implementing it is harder than it sounds and i agree it is yeah, gonna be sure. hard to implement sure. but again it's a thing that is worthwhile it, it doing. should be done it has to be done eventually right totally. so why not start now totally yeah. um and if if you want to sell it a little bit more to your program organizers, you could say, okay, if we if we are requiring a second person to attend these practices, why don't we do this smart and uh, call them an apprentice coach or say they're a novice coach and get them to observe practices, and then you're kind of hooking people in yeah. to your program and yeah. getting more support. And it doesn't have to be this. Oh, this is more work for us. It could be, hey, we're building up the community around us and we're we're making everything safer and more accessible and just a better program yeah. technically and um and in terms of the, the athlete safety yeah cool yeah. um the uh the background checking is another one where it's just um uh, making sure your hiring processes and your hiring committees are going through the full steps of of checking after people's references um going the extra mile and contacting the Coaches Association of Canada if you feel like you have any issues. So you can either contact uh, your coaching representative, your provincial coaching representative directly um, for that information, or you can uh, email uh, the CAC and just say, hey, we have this person coming into our, our group. Um, we're just doing a quick check on them to, yeah. to see how what their, what their coaching history is like. Could we go so far as like doing a criminal record check? Or would um, that be would that be a bit too far? No, that's a great question. Um, so because I feel like if you have a criminal record working with young children yep, or totally. with, with teenagers, I don't think that would be like yep. And I think appropriate, right? I think some clubs are doing it really well. Um, when I was in, coaching in Winnipeg, I had to submit a, a criminal record check when I was coaching the summer youth camps. Mm -hmm. um, but that was a part of my coaching, or that was a part of like the Canada summer jobs grant that I was yeah, getting. That yeah, was yeah. a requirement. Yeah, no, I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the, uh, or when I was, um, when I was coaching with the Canada games team, I had to submit my, my CRC as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where sure it's a bit of a pain in the butt to get it done, but I know that if I was a parent, I would appreciate that process. Yeah. And even as a coach, I appreciated knowing that everyone around me was, Clean, was, yeah. was clean and was just like was a good person to be working in sport yeah no for sure because um, it's it's a bit more work for the coach and everything but i mean if you're really gonna dedicate a part of your life to it yeah. why not right totally you're just proving that you're gonna be good doing the job and everything's gonna be fine yeah yeah exactly like if you have nothing to hide then why not show yeah, that do right? it yeah 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 um and then the third one of uh taking your ethics training um you again you can go onto the locker and check out the calendar to see when your next uh, make ethical decisions being held near you. Um, what's nice is MED is one of those courses that is often held online. Mm -hmm. I know in New Brunswick, we offer it in an online workshop mm -hmm. at least six times a year. Did not know that, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, fun fact. The more you know, yeah. star wipe. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the respect in sport training uh, can be done at any time. It's just a, it's an online module that you can, that you can work through. Um, so I think, I think the CAC has done a great job of making these, uh, these points accessible yeah. and, um, 
reasonable to follow. Yeah. Before we go further, I have a question though. Yeah. Uh, so the MED course is, mm-hmm. you said it was around a three hour course. Mm-hmm. So working with Coach NB and like organizing all that stuff, I've re- I've seen that the MED course is, ov- is uh, often paired up with uh, the uh, planning a practice course. Yeah. Can you take the MED alone and not do the practice? Oh, totally. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So, th- um, so the way so this is giving me a little side rant on its own but <laughs> so the way that coach uh nb schedules their courses is sometimes we package a bunch of courses together and blast them out in one weekend so that everyone can, can just kind of come in for a two-day event get a whole bunch of things done yeah. and then uh take uh take their knowledge away back to their their team um but often we we do things just on their own especially med is one of those ones mm-hmm. where we just uh offer it we we're offering it in the past like on wednesday evenings and sunday evenings okay like, about once a month all right that could change in the future but uh uh typically about six times a year online and then about six times a year in person as well okay so like easily if it's if it's uh med and the other one the day could be like the morning is the making an ethical decision yep. and the afternoon would be the other one yep. so if you don't need the other one you could you just don't need be to stick there around the morning oh yeah that's cool that's yeah. cool look at look at the look. summer student learning his yeah. job while we record i might do a good job for <laughs> once <laughs> now nah, you're doing a great job thank you that was the one compliment you're gonna get this entire season <laughs> from me. okay fine i'll yeah. take it yeah okay cool okay well that's it for today's episode thanks so much for listening in guys i know that it, you were pretty light on the laughs today yeah. uh but we appreciate you uh, uh buckling down and, and sitting through this with us yeah it's an important um, one right so might not might not one. be as funny as some of them will be but it's okay i'll right? i'll promise you at least two dad jokes in the next episode <laughs> I'll, I'll try and make up for it even if i just that. have to like insert them in right at the very beginning <laughs> as a little opening um so this has been the Coach's Plan podcast, Plan to Coach with Coach NB. I'm Ashley Milani, your host. I'm Colin Daigle. And get to practice. We'll see you in two weeks. See ya.